you, you probably aren't going to learn how to perform surgery on yourself. But outside of some some real drastic things, most little minor nicks and niggles and issues and, and questions and, and how to do's and I'm not sure's, most of those you can probably figure out. Episode 931 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, the potential benefits of building a team. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the Coterie slash the one-to-one coaching that I offering because I guess that makes me today's sponsor. My my coaching services are paying the bills for today's episode, um, and it's probably the most most perfect tie-in uh, for for a topic and sponsor is is maybe we've ever had. Uh, maybe not. Maybe there's other ones that, that would be better, uh, but it, it works for today. And if uh, if you find yourself in the market for a coach thinking about it, uh, maybe you're not right now, but maybe you know somewhere 20 plus minutes from now, whenever we wrap up this not so quick tip, you're like, dang up, maybe, maybe working with a coach might be something that uh, might be helpful for me. Um, I'm not saying I'm the answer. I'm not saying I'm the only option. In fact, I'll say that uh, there's a very good, there's a very real chance and, and a hundred percent fact that I'm not the only option. But if you want to maybe look into what I have available, what working with me as a coach would look like, uh, disruns.com/slash/coaching is the website, um, which is is in theory going to be getting a makeover ish, or actually going to finish the makeover that was started like a year and a half ago. Uh, but that's another story. That's a digression. We don't need to go down today. Uh, in any event, the information that's there. Mostly makes sense. It's mostly right. Uh, all the all the particulars are definitely right. Some of the details might have changed it a little bit. Uh, but if you if you want to check out what what is available, disruns.com slash coaching is the link. Of course, you can also always reach out to me. And as I've said many times, and I will say many more, uh, I'm not here to try to hard sell you. I'm here to answer your questions. Uh, make sure that that you're comfortable with the decision to either work with me or not. Either way, your choice. Uh, but if you're if you're looking for it and maybe interested in it, I'd love to uh, to be on your radar list of options as far as coaches you may consider. So disruns.com slash coaching. And now let's, uh, let's get into today's topic, shall we? So today we're talking about building a team, which, um, was a suggestion by, I believe miss Chris Murner, uh, over in the Facebook group, but not too long ago. It's tagged in the uh, announcements or whatever the, uh, whatever Facebook's calling it these days. But I put a post up that was like, what kind of topics, suggestions, things like that would you like me to talk about in future quick tip episodes? And we've got, we've got a laundry list, which is awesome. Looking forward to going through, uh, most of, most of those suggestions. I think, I think short and Lesterberg kicked in a few that were nonsense. But other than that, I think we've got some, some great topics, some great things to discuss over the coming months. Uh, but, but today I wanted to start with Chris's suggestion of building a team or the, at least the benefits, the, the things to think about if you're going to put a team in place, because running is one of those sports. And then I've mentioned this before that on the surface is pretty simple, right? Like, like it's one of those things that probably most of us, when we got started with the sport, we're like, God, this is like, it's cheap. It's low cost. There's no, you know, not a lot of barriers of entry. We need a pair of shoes, pair of shorts. The ladies need a good sports bra and like, you're good to go. Right. Um, and then as we get into the sport a little bit more, we start to figure out that maybe it's a little more complex than that. Maybe there's, there's some layers to the sport of running. Uh, both in terms of just gear and cost and things like that, as far as races and replacing shoes uh, and getting all the, the fanciest bells and whistles in terms of, you know, gear and watches and headphones and recovery tools and yada, yada. I mean, you know, you know, I don't need to list it all. You know that the more we get into the sport, the more complex it seems to be. 
Uh, it's, it's maybe not as simple as we first thought. And that also can extend to, you know, the fact that running is basically a solo sport, right? And, and obviously there's a, there's a big social component to running. Lots of us enjoy the, the running with friends, you know, have, have standing appointments with, with a group on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Wednesday afternoon, whatever it is, you've got your standing appointments, your run group things, uh, where you do long runs, maybe you do workouts together, uh, whatever the case might be. There's, there's, even though it's a solo sport, there's a, a, a pretty good social dynamic to it. And, and even on race day, even if you're showing up at a race by yourself, there's still that social connection of just being around other runners and kind of feeding off of each other and the excitement and the atmosphere and all that kind of, you know, goes into it. But at the end of the day, running is a solo sport. You know, it's not, it's not like a team sport where you can lean on somebody else necessarily. Now, if you're in something like the, the, the craw event or things like that, maybe running cross country, obviously there's some examples where running does become a team sport, but for most of us, I think in, at least in, in the majority of the time running's on us, you know, if, if you go out there and, and have a bad day on, on race day or a bad day at a workout or just having a, a rough go of it, nobody else can run the miles for you, you know, in a, in a, in a baseball game, since baseball season just started yesterday in a baseball game, you could have a terrible day. You could be zero for four, but the guy behind you or the lady behind you, if we're talking softball or, or maybe ladies playing baseball too, let's not, let's not shortchange anybody. But the person in the in the batting order behind you could go three for four, and you could still win the game. You could have a terrible day at, at bat. The rest of the team does well. You score ten runs. You win the game. Running, we don't have that. Running, it's 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 us. Whatever we've got, whatever we can do, the best we can do. That's it. That's it. There's nobody to lean on, nobody to support us. But that doesn't mean that running can't be a little bit of a team endeavor. And that brings us to the topic du jour of, of building a team. And in this case, not so much talking about a team of, of other runners, although of course that, that's, a, that's an option and it can be a great motivator and a great thing to help you stay on track and help push you a little bit. Uh, but we're talking about kind of a support crew, which I guess is kind of another running term, right? But we're talking about like a support team of people that can, can help you stay healthy, stay motivated, stay on track. What, what are we talking about? So uh, there's probably more than this, but the list of, of kind of support pieces that you may want to consider that I'm going to talk about today, go in a little bit of depth, but try not to go into too much depth that this turns into a 45 minute, not at all, even remotely quick tip would be like a running coach, personal trainer, physical therapist, chiropractor, massage therapist, maybe even a registered dietitian. Those are the six that we're going to focus on today. There's probably some other ones that would, that would potentially make the list that depending on your situation, your circumstances, you may want to consider maybe some that you already have considered, some that you're already working with in some form or fashion. That's awesome. All right. But, but these are kind of the, the general ones I think that would make the most sense to at least consider for most of us. And, and that's what I want to start with is that these are only suggestions to, to potentially consider. I'll go so far as to say you don't necessarily need, not even necessarily, you don't need to have any of these folks as part of your team. You can, if you want, make running totally solo, totally something that you DIY, you figure it out. There's, there's no shortage of resources out there in case you, you're listening to one, right? You're listening to one resource right now of being able to gather information, learn facts, 
learn how to, to, to resolve situations, resolve problems. Um, obviously there's some situation, you know, you, you probably aren't going to learn how to perform surgery on yourself, but outside of some, some real drastic things, most little minor nicks and niggles and issues and, and questions and, and how to do's. And I'm not sure most of those you can probably figure out with a little bit of, you know, Google savvy, a little bit of YouTube savvy, a little bit of podcast books, things like that. Okay. So you don't need any of these pieces. That said, you may want some or all of these pieces because they can be helpful. And in a lot of cases, they can be better in general, maybe not in every exact instance, but in, in the broad paint with a broad brush, they can be better than the DIY version simply because you're getting somebody's expertise or they're able to do things that it's really hard to do for yourself because you can't be objective enough or you can't get the right perspective or whatever the case might be. We'll get into each of those as we go. So just what I, what I want to make clear is that I'm not saying that you need any of these things. I'm saying that if you're going to put some pieces in place to support you and your running habit, that these could be good options to consider. Obviously you need to consider your budget. You need to consider your, your knowledge, what you, what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. Lots of things to consider. But here are some some pieces that could make a good uh, addition to your your support team going forward. So we'll start with a coach because I am one, uh, which is why coaching being a sponsor for today kind of made sense, right? But again, I'm not here to tell you you need a coach. I'm not here to tell you that that a coach is a must-have, something that you definitely need to to invest in. That you're not a serious runner until you have a coach. Like none of those things do I do I believe. Okay. Um, honestly, and I'll, I'll only speak about myself. I'm sure that there's, there's some coaches out there that might disagree with me on this, but I don't think that there's really any running coach, or at least there's very, very, very few select few that are probably working with the elites of the elites. Um, but, but me personally, there's nothing that I do for the folks that have hired me that is, you know, some kind of trade secret. That's some real secret sauce that you couldn't figure out on your own, right? Read the book, read, read, be ready on race day. That's like 98% of, of my coaching stuff. And the only 2% that's in there wasn't like I was trying to hold something back. I've just grown a little bit in the few years since the books come out, maybe changed a few things. And so maybe there's two or 3% that's different that I do now versus what I talked about in the book. But you know, you want me in, in 160 pages that you can carry with you anywhere you go, you, you, you got it, right? And I think that most coaches, the vast, vast, vast majority, the 99.9% of, of people that make some or all of their living coaching runners, pretty much the same way. They've all got their little spins. We, we've all got our little, little nuances. But good physiological principles are good physiological principles, that you can figure out, that you can read, that you can research, that you can study, that you can try try out on yourself, that you can be you can always be the N of one and figure it out. That said, some of the benefits of a coach is that it takes a lot of the guesswork out of things. You know, it's 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 not uncommon for me to say, you know, for, for one of my athletes to say, you know, I was thinking this, but I'm not sure, should I do that? Like what do what do you think? And in a lot of those cases, Maybe I'm putting myself out of a job here. I don't know. But in a lot of those cases, either option makes total sense to me. 
Sounds good to me. Should I train for this race or that race? Which one do you want to train for? Should I do this workout or that workout? I, you know, I don't care. Like it, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times it really is that, that one or the other. But why I think, why I hope I'm a valuable part of those individuals' teams is that I just take the guesswork out of it. I say, yeah, do this. Yes, do, do, this, is, this, is, this is a good one. And then they're not having that question in the back of their mind of, well, maybe, maybe it would have been better off to do the other. I don't know. Like, no, coach said do this. We're going to do it. So it takes the guesswork out. You know, should I do six miles today or eight miles today? Well, I'll tell you. Or I'll tell you a different number. You know, whatever. But it takes the guesswork out. And it also builds some continuity. You're not, you're never going back and forth. And I don't know. And hemming and hawing, like just, you just do what you're told, right? There's accountability. There's a whole host of reasons that coaching can be helpful. Can you do it yourself? Absolutely. Can it be just as good? Eh, yeah, maybe depending on, on your knowledge, your experience, things like that. Very well could be very well could be. So again, clearly coach, not something that you need, not something that's an, a must. Can it be helpful in a lot of situations? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a, a valuable part of your team. Personal trainer, very similar. When I'm talking about a personal trainer, just so we're clear on, on terms here, I'm talking about somebody that, that focuses primarily on your strength side of things, right? Strength training is important for runners. I, I hope that we don't need to keep harping on that. I hope that that's starting to, to sink in, make sense, that you're in agreement with me. If not, no worries. I'm going to keep talking about it. But hopefully we're at the point now where you're like, yeah, Des, I know strength training is a good thing because it is, okay? And a good personal trainer can help optimize and, and help maximize the benefits of your strength training program. They do a lot of the same things that running coaches do as far as eliminating questions. Should I do squats today or lunges? I don't know. Maybe squats, maybe lunges, maybe deadlifts. I don't, you know. No, the, the personal trainer says you're doing this and you're doing this and, and you're progressing it accordingly and you just do it. No more guesswork. No more, I don't know. Just do this. They also, like I said, help progress accordingly. Make sure you're not doing too much too quickly. Building, building things up, periodizing your training. Again, it's a lot of the same things that I do as a running coach, only I'm doing it, I'm focused obviously on the running side of things. Maybe you want somebody to help really dial you in on your strength training side of things. And a lot of running coaches, and I do this as well, so yeah, we'll talk about strength training, but I'm not dialing it in, checking form, measuring the strength training nearly as accurately or as, as closely as a personal trainer would. Cause that's not what I'm primarily doing, right? I could, I suppose I could, but I'd charge a whole lot more. So, you know, th there's that. Um, but having people to help you with that, check your form, make sure that you're protecting yourself from yourself sometimes can be very valuable. And there's a whole, a whole host of options. You can go to the gym. People can come to you. You can do it online. Find what works for you. Do you have to have a personal trainer? No, obviously not. Obviously not. There's no shortage of workouts available, things online, things in print. Things that you can get from various websites. I've talked about strength. I have strength training resources on the website. There's lots of stuff out there. But having a personal trainer can help. Can help. Could be a valuable member of your team. What about a physical therapist? Physical therapist is there to kind of help put you back together if slash when you break down. Because according to statistics, runners have a pretty high uh, injury rate in general. You know, I don't know what, what it was the latest number. I mean, we hear these numbers all the time. Is it 50%, 60%? I think I've heard like 75, 80% once in a while of like runners that will be injured at some point in like a two or three year period. I think it's like 50% every year. Some, some poor souls are, you know, seem to be every year. They're part of that 50%. Um, but, but the odds are 
that runners tend to get injured. Now, I, I've been on record before saying that not all injuries are preventable, but we can do a lot to decrease our likelihood. Another conversation for another day. But a physical therapist is a great person to have at least on call for when something does go sideways and you need help putting it back together. Okay. They have tools. Obviously they have training, they have experience, but they have modalities. They have equipment that quite frankly, you, you're probably not going to get, you're probably not going to have access to, you're probably not going to have the budget for I'm not saying you can't get some of the fancy equipment, but I'm saying there's a pretty decent likelihood that you probably don't. And don't come at me with your TENS unit nonsense. TENS unit is great, and I'm not meaning to dismiss that. But, you know, the, the, the TENS unit is is small potatoes compared to some of the equipment that they'll have at a good PT type of clinic. Okay? So having a, a physical therapist that, that you know a bit, that you can build a relationship with, hopefully not too often. You know, hopefully you're not seeing this, this therapist multiple times, you know, per week or per month for years on end. But every so often when you need a tune-up, it can be a valuable person to have on your, on your side. Uh, somebody that, that knows you a little bit, knows what it's like to be a runner, and can help you get back on track. can be useful. Chiropractor, very similar. All right? now, now, there's definitely differences between chiropractors and physical therapists. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds of it because, quite honestly, I'm not like super well-versed on what exactly chiropractors do and don't do, things like that. Um, but in general... The, the very surface level of it is they tend to specialize in, in structural issues, which a lot of times is, is related to the back, spinal cord, spinal column, pelvis, hips, things like that. But it's not the only thing that chiropractors do. And a good chiropractor can be great. Good chiropractor can be great at, at manipulations, releasing adhesions, loosening up, you know, stiff and tight tissues and, and tight joints and helping you get back to being healthy again. Some of the wear and tear issues can be addressed by a good, a good chiropractor. Similar to the, to the physical therapist, a chiropractor is probably not somebody you're going to see every day, every week, things like that. But every so often, you need a little tune-up. You need to get your tires rotated. If there's a good chiropractor in town, somebody that you trust, that can be huge. That can be huge. And, and it can even be so far as the type of thing where you go see them once every quarter just to, to get an adjustment. And they go, oh, wait a second. They might be able to catch some things beforehand. Because they're, they're saying, oh, man, your, your hips usually aren't this far out of alignment. Let's, let's address that. All right? Chiropractors, physical therapists, kind of hard to make an argument that you can really DIY those things. There are some things that you can kind of do, okay? You know, various injuries, some of the more common ones that are somewhat straight ahead, your, your plantar fasciitis, your IT band issues, uh, maybe some shin splints, some tendonitis issues. There's a lot of information out there, a lot of resources online, on YouTube, social media, um, things like that that may help you. Chiropractor, a little bit more difficult to do a lot of joint uh, manipulations and things like that, um, but maybe like a, a, a you know something like an inversion table, which I have. I actually use my inversion table just about every day, and I feel like it helps. All right, but but it helps when I don't have anything major, right? If I have something that's seriously off, I'm going to have to find a chiropractor. Um, but all that to say, you can you can sort of DIY some things with a physical therapist or maybe a chiropractor, solve some minor issues. But if something really goes sideways, finding a good, trusted physical therapist, chiropractor, depending on the situation, depending on maybe what your insurance covers, right? Because uh, that's a factor. But having those types of folks on, on your team, or at least you know in the bullpen that you can call on when necessary, can be worth every single penny.
And sometimes it's a lot of pennies. But as far as making sure that you're put back together, that you're strong, that you're fit, that hopefully you're better than new, or at least as good as new, certainly better than when you got there, when you walked in the door, you're better when you leave. Uh, that can be huge. That can be huge. So something to, to at least maybe start asking around. At, talk to some of your local running friends. Find out who in the area is, is the guy or the gal. Who's, who's the person that I need to, to maybe uh, at least put their info in my phone, just in case, just in case you need them down the road. What about a massage therapist? Somebody who works the soft tissue a little bit, gets the blood flow going, helps to loosen up some, some adhesions. Maybe you can help work out some minor little niggles and things like that. Massage therapists are great. You know, as we talked about many times, and maybe even talked about it a little bit at the beginning of this episode, running is pretty uh, repetitive motion, right? Same motion over and over and over again. As such, the muscles that are in charge of those movements of swinging your legs back and forth can get a little bit tight can get a little bit worn down. A massage therapist can help to loosen those things out, keep you going. Kind of works the same as like uh, the, the old tire rotation analogy. Figuring out if somebody, you know, if there's a local massage therapist, uh, massage service, whatever, whatever the case might be, whatever works for you, different options, you know, like a massage, like a, a massage uh, subscription service, like Massage Envy, um, private clinics, again, so many options, but having somebody that's, that's trustful, that's trustful, that's trustworthy, that you can trust, uh, maybe that comes highly recommended, somebody that you've worked with in the past that knows, you know, how much pressure you like and, and how, uh, comfortable you can be with being uncomfortable. Uh, those things are, are definitely worth potentially adding to your team. When it comes to DIY massage therapy, we, we know what the, the options are, foam rolling, massage balls, massage guns, the stick, Roll recovery. There's lots of there's lots of products out there, and as I've talked about in the past, most of those products have some areas that they work pretty darn well with. Some areas, not so much. You know, it's 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 hard to use your foam roller to help whatever help your 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 plantar fasciitis. Right, it doesn't work too well. Um, a good massage therapist can probably hopefully work just about any area that needs it and work it well. Um, it's also sometimes hard to relax enough when you're doing, when you're doing the massage work to yourself, when you're on the foam roller, when you're digging in with the lacrosse ball, hard, I mean, it's hard to relax when somebody else is digging in, but it it can be a little difficult to relax when, when you're, uh, implementing the torture. So maybe having somebody else to do it while you're trying to relax, while you're trying to breathe the best you can might be helpful. Again, it's not a need, but it's something to consider depending on where you're at, what your mileage is like, what your injury history is like massage therapist. Could be, could be a nice little way to treat yourself once in a while. Treat yourself with a, with a good massage every once in a while. Last but not least on the list today is a registered dietitian. Somebody to help you figure out what to put in your body, what to put in your mouth to, to fuel yourself. To fuel yourself just for day-to-day living. To fuel yourself for performance. Right? To, to fuel your runs. And this is where, you know, you might want to, and, and we'll get into this a little bit with, with all of them. So let me, uh, let me back that up. But uh, a, a good dietitian can help with that. Um, because the, there's, there's so many different fads and so many different trends. You probably heard me talk about, you know, the low carb approach that, that really seems to work well for me. It doesn't work well for everybody. I can promise you that may or may not work well for you. All right. Most dietitians probably aren't going to support it, but that's, that's another discussion for another day. You might find some that do. All right. But just getting, bouncing some ideas off of them, hearing their advice, hearing their, their expertise can be useful. Learning some tricks, some ways to add some more healthy this or healthy that to your diet. Timing, nutrient timing is a thing. 
that can be something that helps. So talking to a dietitian, maybe it's something you work with them long-term, maybe it's something you work with them for a training cycle or the end of a training cycle or a recovery window, whatever it is, there's options. There's options. Can you DIY your, your, your diet? Absolutely. Again, I mean, there's, there's probably more books about diet, nutrition, fueling than just about anything else. At least anything that we talked about today. There's probably more options out there. There's podcasts, there's, there's blogs, there's articles, there's, there's all, I mean, diet just in general is a huge industry diet is in terms of athletics and, and what to, what to, what to eat to fuel your runs. There's, there's a lot about that as well. Ultimately, even if you're working with a dietitian, it's a bit of trial and error, right? You're an N of one. I'm an N of one. We all have to figure out what mix and what works best for us. And there's a lot of other variables besides just what you put in your plate put on your plate, put it in your mouth, uh, training style, training philosophy, training volume, all those things tie into it as well. But a good dietitian, somebody, especially somebody who works with, with athletes or runners in particular can be real helpful. And if you're looking for somebody on this front, I have a great recommendation, um, that I'm happy to pass along with you, her information. Uh, if, if you're, if you're interested, let me know. So, so those are, are kind of six areas, six members of a team that you might consider adding to the mix. Again, you don't need to add any of them, but some things to think about. Now, if you're going to do it, if you're going to think about pulling the trigger on, on one or more areas, adding one or more members to your team, what are some things that you should think about consider in general? Because in most cases you have options, especially in 2021, you know, there's, there's no shortage of online folks that can help you in pretty much all of those domains. Now, again, physical therapist, uh, chiropractor, they're limited a little bit more by what they can do in person. And you might be, you might get more bang for your buck by working with somebody, you know, having somebody local, but for the most part, you probably still have options even within your town. Now I know some of you small towns, I get it. I grew up in a small town. There was one physical therapy clinic. There was like one chiropractor. I, I get it. But for a lot of folks, you have options. So when you're, when you're looking at the options, when you're looking at potential running coaches, personal trainers, uh, PTs, chiros, uh, nutritionists or dietitians. Let me, let me get my terminology, right? D- dietitians. Um, and what was the other one? Massage therapists. So you, you got to find the right person for you, right? There's, there's lots of running coaches. I've talked to dozens of running coaches over the years. Um, you know, Laura and Nora, who were in my mastermind, we had an episode earlier this year that was just the three of us talking about our, our businesses and our relationship. They're great coaches, great coaches. All right. I like to think I'm a pretty good coach too, but if, if for some reason I don't fit personality wise with you, there's a little bit of friction. There's something about you and I that, that wouldn't work together. That's fine. There's other coaches. Maybe Laura would, maybe Nora would, maybe any of the other great coaches I've had on the show over, over the years would, would help you. Point being, you have options and you're in charge. This is your team. You're hiring the folks, you're adding the people to your, to your mix. So you want to make sure you're comfortable with them. You want to make sure that they work well with you and and not feel like you're stuck, right? So some areas that you might want to investigate, might want to make sure you're on, on board with to help you have confidence that you're putting the right people on your team is look at the communication style, communication frequency. If you're working with somebody, especially virtually, and the, the lines of communication are constantly getting crossed up, it's probably not a good fit, right? If you want somebody who only sends you emails, don't work with me. 
I'll tell you right now, if you're looking for a running coach that communicates via email, I am not your guy because my email inbox is a hot mess express. And if, if I was trying to communicate with my athletes via email, we would never be on the same page. All right. Maybe you want somebody that communicates only via text message. Again, I am not the right guy. I have my communication, uh, you know, infrastructure, I guess. I don't know if that's quite the right word, but I have, I have what I do as a coach communication wise. And if that doesn't work for you, then Hey, there's other coaches out there, right? If you want people to communicate with you every day, you want them to be available 24 seven and that's not how they work. That might not be the right fit for you as well. All right. That's why I have two different levels of coaching. I have ones that communicate three times a week, one that's pretty much available all the time. Right? You pay for the difference, right? That's that's one of the reasons that, that one-to-one costs more than the coterie because I'm available more, right? But you got to make sure that the communication situation is right for you. Also that there's trust, right? If, if, if you don't feel like the person that you're working with, the, the coach or the, the trainer or the, the dietitian or the massage therapist or the PT or the chiropractor, if you don't trust that they know what they're doing, if you don't trust that they're not going to go blab and tell all your, all your, your details to, to everybody else and, and blab it all out on their podcast without, you know, your permission, um, that might not be the right person for you because they're the, definitely the more that, that at least for me, the more that I am in good communication and have built up a level of rapport, a level of trust with my athletes. Like it helps me be a better coach. It helps me do more for them. So if you don't, if you're kind of, eh, I don't know if I trust this guy, this gal, like that might be a red, a, a red flag, a warning sign that says, Hey, maybe, maybe it's not the right person for me. Right? You want to make sure that, that the methods that they're, that they're producing or that they, that they believe in align with what you believe in, or at least what you're willing to do. Again, myself as, a, as an example, case in point, like if you come to me and you're wanting to do speed workouts four times a week, we're not going to work well together, right? If, you, if you're struggling with the idea of running slow and racing fast, at least running slow most of the time or running easy most of the time, we're going to butt heads a lot as coach and athlete. And it's probably not going to work out. So make sure that you're on the same page there. Last but not least, flexibility, just in terms of, of figuring out, staying in touch, adjusting, adapting, making sure that, that you're always on the same page, which kind of ties into communication as well. But just, you know, if, if, you're, if you're set that this has to be this all the time, you want somebody who's always going to be doing the same thing every time. If you want a little bit of, if you're okay with a little bit of flexibility, then you might be okay with somebody who's a little bit more flexible with how they, how they work, right? Um, but it's, it's just important to make sure that when you're considering adding folks to your team, that, that you're trying to avoid the real kind of more obvious area areas where friction can build up because friction, you know, just is going to, is going to mean that things aren't going to work quite as well. Right. So trying to eliminate friction with, with the members of your team, kind of important, kind of important. So there we go. I, I don't know. Hopefully this was, was useful. Hopefully it's something that you, if you're thinking about adding some people to your team in, in 2021, 2022, something like that, hopefully this plants a few seeds, makes you think a little bit so that ultimately you're adding the right person at each or any or all positions, as opposed to maybe taking the first person that, that you hearing on a podcast and, and then, you know, getting six months down the road and be like, God, that was, that wasn't right. And then having to try to find somebody else again, take the, take your time, add the right people. And I like to think that the right individuals, the right members of the team 
can be very supportive to you and your ambitions. I like to think that's what I do as a coach, right? I don't get it right all the time. I'm the first to admit it. I drop the ball once in a while, hopefully not too often, but once in a while. But for the most part, hopefully my, my, my assets are outnumbered by my detractions, if you will. And as, as long as, as long as that, that is happening across the board, then you probably have some good members on your team. All right. So something to think about. Can you, can you maintain running as a solo, totally solo endeavor? Absolutely. Does having a team help? A good, a good probability. All right. But it's your choice, your choice. You're in charge. You're in charge of building the team. You're in charge of not building the team. You're in charge of tearing down the team. You're in charge. And don't forget that they work for you. The coach works for you. I work for you. If you want to hire me or not. Uh, not the other way around. So just, just some things to keep in mind after 33 minutes, your mind is probably about sloppy anyway. Uh, so let's, let's wrap this one up. Uh, if you enjoyed this one, if you have questions, if you, if you are thinking about adding to your team, if you want some, some recommendations of folks to maybe think about for other areas of your team, uh, let me know at disruns on Twitter at disruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to disruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can also head over to the show notes today. There's a few memes, few gifs, few things of that nature in the show notes for today. Disruns.com slash 931. Disruns.com slash 931. There's also maybe a link there for, for the coaching information if you're so inclined. And if you just want to point your browser to it, Disruns.com slash coaching. And with that, whoo, goodness, this one, this one got a little bit longer than I uh, anticipated. Sorry about that. Thanks for bearing with me, though. Uh, hopefully, whether you ever hire me or not, hopefully I'm still part of your team. Right. Hopefully, some of the things that come through with the quick tips, uh, the emails, the blog—I guess the blog posts are the the show notes. But um, you know, the emails, the Facebook posts, the social media stuff. Hopefully, that helps you. That's that's the goal, right? That's 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 the goal is to to kind of just be a little part of your team, whether we ever make it official or not. And thank you for the opportunity to do that. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the attention. And uh, until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. Right. See you. <laughs>